Welcome to the Emmanuel Church Podcast. We believe that Jesus is the Son of God and has called all believers to a higher standard of Christian living. If you'd like to learn and grow while understanding biblical teaching, then you're in the right place. Here is our shepherd, Pastor R.L. White Sr. Blessings to everyone that's just tuning into this broadcast. Certainly, it is our prayer that God will continue to speak to you and speak through you. You may notice watching the broadcast that Pastor White is wearing a name tag. Amen. We're wearing name tags this month of November because we want to get to know our brothers and sisters in Christ. So if you're watching the broadcast today, go ahead and and text right in that little box and let Pastor know who you are. We have people watching all over the world and we welcome you to this live worship experience. Say amen. Amen. We're in the gospel according to John. We're in chapter 17. Wonderful to hear all the Bibles turning. Bless you, bless you. To all of my young people, Pastor wants to see you after service. I encourage everyone, Sydney, to take notes. Osiris, to be a witness. Carly Ray, let's roll. Every person on the planet has the power to choose to believe in God and to accept Christ as Savior. And before we go out and influence the world, we must start where? The next few weeks, we're going to continue to talk about unity. Unity can't start outside. Unity must start at home. Amen. What a blessing it is for God to work through us and we do not take it for granted that he has chosen us to be influencers for his kingdom. And when God gives you an opportunity to have an encounter with someone, slow down and realize that you're having an encounter. And I heard so many people tell me this week, Pastor, thank you for saying that because I work from home, so I have my encounters on the computer. There's all kind of ways you can witness, witness, witness for the kingdom. Say amen. How many of you have sent one text out this past week? Tell the truth. Every, just about, well, just about every hand's up. No, raise your hand. I want to see. Randy, you text me like 10 times. Raise your hand. For real, raise your hand. I want to see something. If you sent out one text this week, one text, if you sent out one text, the next text you send out, why don't you witness, witness, and witness? There's all kind of ways to have encounters, and God even works through your text messages. 2,000 years ago, the world rejected Jesus, and it's not difficult to see today that 2,000 years later, the world has still rejected Jesus. In today's lessons, we're going to be looking at chapter 17. We're going to take our time and look at verse 22 that contains significant theological implications, and it continues with the departure of our Savior, 
and his high priestly prayer. When you are connected, when you are connected to the vine, there is a new level of self-control. And I have to take this survey on this 11th month. How many of you, be honest with yourself, have been experiencing a new level of self-control? Anybody really been experiencing it? Let me see your jazz hands. Or whatever. That's why I'm doing Pastor, why are you shaking your hands? Because I'm surprising myself. Some things come up that used to kind of get next to me. Bother me anymore because of a new level of self-control. Pastor, do you still hear negative things? Yes. But I have a new level of self-control. But Pastor, you know Jesus. So do you. Say, I have a new level. And the devil going to be like, no, you're not. And, and watch, the devil going to try you before you leave. I have a new level. Jesus is talking about, here in our text, he's talking to his disciples about a future we're blessed to see today. His burial upon the cross, his death upon the cross, his burial and his resurrection all helped to institute what we call the church age. And not only are we living in the church age, but the church age is soon winding up. It is a blessing to see through new lenses how Jesus prayed for the church. He didn't pray for the church when he was in heaven. He prayed for the church while he was here on earth. And despite how new theologians try to argue that Jesus did not die, he did die. He wasn't sleep. He died. Because if he didn't die, salvation would never be available. But I'm thankful that the story doesn't end just with his death. <laughs> ah. In the Old Testament, God knew us before the foundation of the world. Say amen. And we're learning how Jesus as our mediator, this is what Jesus does as mediator. Jesus brings the Old Testament and the New Testament and he brings them together in unity. The more you understand the Bible, the more you understand God. The more you understand God, I don't know why you're not writing this down, the easier your life will be. The more you understand what God's will is for your life, the more you understand that God wants to give you the desires of your heart. God's not about bringing you pain and heartache. Those are the results of sin. We have been included in every promise in the Bible. Somebody scream out loud so heaven can hear you, I am included. I said, so heaven can hear you. I am included. Every promise in the Bible, I am included. We're also included in God's plan for redemption. And we know here at Emmanuel Church, God always has a what? 
He always has a plan. There is no catching God off guard. I heard somebody tell me the other day, Pastor, I don't like surprises. There is no surprising God. You can't sneak up on God and he jumps. Amen. God always has a plan. Not only does God have a plan corporately for the church, but God has a plan individually for his church. Next few weeks, we're going to be focusing on verses 22 and 23. And I find it very intriguing, Brother Marvin, how Jesus, in these few verses, stays with the word unity. The word unity means the state of being united or joined together as whole. God wants the church to be united. God wants us joined together as whole. The word united comes from the word unite. The word unite simply means one. So we're going to continue to investigate how God wants the church to be one, not only with one another, but God wants the church, God wants me to be one with him. Say amen. Jesus actually makes this request here in this prayer. Gospel of St. John, chapter 17, please find verse 22. Pastor's reading from the Amplified Bible. Jesus continues his high priestly prayer for the church, and he says, Father, I have given to them the glory and the honor which you have given me, that they may be there it is, one, even as we are one. Such wonderful truths that are in these few verses. Our Savior speaks, look at it carefully, of sharing his acquired glory. But not with everyone, not with the world. Look at your Bible. He wants to share this with the believer. We ought to be so grateful today that Jesus is not a stingy person. It's, there's, there's, there's some bad things in life, but man, it kind of, can I, can I have real talk today? It's kind of jacked up when a person is stingy. If you got 10 now laters, you can't spare one? Okay. You got 10 Big Macs. I hope you don't eat. Did the Chiefs get a sack today? Oh, I don't, what are you talking about, Pastor? Every time the Chiefs get a sack, you get a free Big Mac. That rhymed, didn't it? <laughs> it is so important that we realize that Jesus was not a selfish or a stingy person. God doesn't want us to live our lives like this. Jesus said, Father, I want to share with the believer. I want to share with my church the acquired glory that you gave to me. 
Realize who you are in Christ. Stop letting people disrespect you because they don't realize who you are. Stop allowing the devil to disrespect you because he doesn't realize. Paul's here. How's the devil disrespect you? Tell him when he comes to your house, not today, Satan. You're disrespecting me by thinking you can even talk to me. Some of y'all still don't get it. When God has anointed your life, and we say, you read it this morning, where you at, sister? You read it this morning, less of me and more of you. When God has anointed your life, you don't have time to be fooling around with the devil, his demons, or anything he tries to bring up because the anointing that I have doesn't have time to deal with negativity. Positive thinking comes from God. Negative thinking comes from the enemy. If you're a believer, we're called by God to have the mind of who? In the previous verse, Jesus spoke about being restored. Look at your Bible. Being restored to the glory he shared with his father before the foundation of the world. He shared glory with his father. But now look at verse 22. He talks about sharing his glory with us. We did nothing to deserve this. This is because of his love. For us. Isn't he awesome? Isn't Jesus amazing that he wanted to share his glory? And I don't know about you, but I, I got to be honest. I missed the mark I don't know how many times. Yet Jesus loves me enough, cares for me enough to share his glory with me. When you know who you are in Christ, you can stand up and not always have to roll over. That's what's happened to the church. God is tired of the church mirroring the world. Just because the world is having a challenging time doesn't mean God's church has to. Stand up! We did nothing to deserve this. We receive his glory by faith. We receive his glory by believing in him. Jesus is so kind for allowing us to be part of his victory. Write this down. I am part of his victory. Thank you, Father. Victory that was won by being obedient to his Father, the reason the church is still standing today is because we have glory that Jesus prayed about 2,000 years ago. Man, I'm living in the future. We're all members of this blessed family. We're all called to be part of the body of Christ. That's why we say we're born again believers. That's why we say we are children of the most high God. Jesus is not 
just here to accomplish his own goals. You're not here just to accomplish your own goals. We have to make sure, first of all, seek first. The kingdom of God and his righteousness. When you seek God first, you learn how to let go of everything else because Jesus says your heavenly father knows everything you need. Let me pause here. And I talked about this last Sunday. Look at pastor. Some of you change the way you think. Don't just view our God as God. Grow up some. Realize he's not just God. He's, make it personal, he's my heavenly father. When you start viewing God as father, man, that's an intimate thing. That's something that puts joy in your heart because the heavenly father wants to be united with you. And look at your neighbor. Say, neighbor. Say, you've messed up. Point your finger. I'm like a school teacher. You've messed up a lot. But God wants a relationship. Get him, Sister Washington, with you. He doesn't want a relationship based off our perfection. He wants a relationship based off my heart. Say amen, church. Jesus is not only talking about the disciples here in this text. Jesus is talking to the church. And in this section, he's actually praying for me. Remind yourself, Jesus prayed for me. Jesus wanted me to have unity. Look at it. Jesus says, I have given to them, look at it in your Bible, the glory, past tense, I have already given to the believer the glory that you have given me. He's already given you glory. Why are you walking around defeated? Why are you looking like, I don't know what's going to happen? Why are you walking around in fear? We don't walk around in fear. We walk by faith. And not by. That's the issue with the world. They only go by what they see. I don't go by what I see. I know someone. The glory that the Lord is talking about here is not something you can buy. The glory that the Lord is talking about is not something you can earn. Because I don't know about you, but I, like I said, I've slipped, I've fallen, I've made mistakes, I've fallen short. But yet God is so kind that he shared his glory with his son. And his son was so kind that he shared his glory with me. And when I want to give up, when I think I've messed up too much, it's glory that rests inside of me reminds me whatever you're dealing with it's only temporary when you have God's glory his glory I talk about the natural mind his glory changes your natural mind 
Come on, somebody say, I have his glory. Come on, make the enemy mad. Say, I have his glory. I have blessings. Say, I have blessings. Uh-uh, say, I have blessings. I have glory. Declared out of your own mouth. You're in the sanctuary. Some of y'all missing it. I have blessings. I have glory. Now, I'm going to tell you, do you know why, Nody Newton, do you know why, Sister Phoenix, you have blessings and you have glory? Because the enemy has tricked you into thinking that God's way up here and you're just an old rugged sinner way down here. But that's not the truth. I said, that's not the truth. When Jesus died, I was, before he died, I was down here. <laughs> but when he died and was resurrected from the dead, when he got up, woo, I said when Jesus got up, that means I got up. The Bible says that, uh-oh, some of y'all don't understand this, that we are located right now in heavenly places all because I have his glory. Now look at somebody, say, let's go. I have his glory. And you better not mess with me because I don't have glory just on Sunday. Don't get to messing with me during the week. I'll tell you about Jesus. I'll tell you how God's a healer. I'll tell you how he's a way maker, miracle worker, promise keeper, light in the darkness. Look at your neighbor and say, I have his glory. I, I may have challenges, but I got his glory. I may have one or two things, but don't get it twisted. I have. Why you think you still standing? I have his glory. Through the storm. Through the rain. Through sickness. Through trials. Through tribulations. I have What's his name? We have his glory because we walk by. And faith, we know this, is voice. Say faith is voice activated. You have to say it. You've never said this in church. Say, I have God's glory. Because the church hasn't been taught this. That's how the devil has successfully, for decades, for generations, he's beat up the believer, making us think we were weak and we only had temporary power. I have his glory.
when we align our lives with the word of God, glory doesn't trickle in. Glory doesn't go drip, drip, drip. The Bible says that God says, I will open up the floodgates. Some of us have been faithful. Uh-oh, okay, Holy Spirit. I said some of us have been faithful. And God said for the church, why you think, uh-oh, you got blessing after blessing after blessing. Anybody in the house after blessing coming your way because God says, I'm releasing. Look, God said, I'm opening up the floodgates. God says, try me. Taste and see how good, how kind, how awesome. And see, one thing about a flood, uh-oh, where you at, Jamita? One thing about a flood, whew, whew, some of y'all better get ready. A flood, I'm trying not to shout because the Holy Spirit's speaking to me right now. You know what a flood does? A flood comes in and washes away all the stuff you don't need in your life. God said, I'll come in. Open the floodgates, Lord. Open the floodgates, Lord. Open the floodgates, Lord. I'm here for it. Let's go, Lord. I'm ready for it. Come on, Lord. Here I am, Lord. Send me, Lord. Work through me, Lord. Here I am, Lord. Here I am, Lord. I'm serious. Look at your neighbor and say, I've been elevated. That's what took place here at 920 Olive last Sunday. Elevation took place. Why are you not celebrating? I said elevation took place. Why do you think so many unusual things are happening in your life, Steve Jones? Elevation. When we're in alignment with the truth, we must bear fruit. When we bear fruit, it demonstrates the unity and the oneness that we have with God the Father, Christ the Son, and the Holy Spirit. As the church, if we are to display his glory and his unity, we have to ask ourselves daily, I want to be mindful. I want to be hypersensitive to the fact I don't want to mirror the world. Amen. I want to mirror the kingdom. That's eternal. Say amen. We receive God's glory through the presence and the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. Look at verse 22. Jesus says, I have given 
to them, and remember, look at it, underline it, to them he's not just talking about the disciples, he's talking about future believers. And we found out two weeks ago, I am a future. He said, I've given to them glory, and he didn't stop there, if you have an amplified Bible. He says, glory and which you gave to me. Jesus, as a son of God, shares in the divine glory of his Father. And by extending the glory to believers, it shows us that the Godhead wants us to have unity. Oneness among believers, oneness among believers must mirror the Godhead. If Jesus is not fighting God, if God is not fighting Jesus, if the Holy Spirit is not the referee, that was a joke, then why do we fight each other? God wants oneness in your house, oneness in your mind, unity in your spirit, unity in your physical home, wherever you live. A pastor, you don't know. They play all kind of music in my house. Listen what you just said. They play all kind of music. Yeah. See, some of y'all don't let your kids go too far. Oh, y'all quiet. Pastor, you can't say that no more in today's time. Take it out of the Bible. Spare the rod. But those are my kids, I don't want them to be mad. And you playing music that's cursing and swearing and dropping F-bombs and wonder why your house has turned into hell? Uh-oh, can we do some real talk? A pastor, I know he's doing drugs, but at least he does it in his room. You can't have oneness in one room and trick-or-treating in the next room. Okay. Pastor, he hides his beer from me. Hide it all you want to. You can smell it. Oh, okay. Oneness. God wants oneness in your home. And stop saying, I'm going to wait to set my house in order. No, you go home today and set your house Our lives are to reflect God's glory. And you don't have to go in hollering and cursing and swearing. You don't have to do that. Amen. If somebody lives under your roof, they ought to be obeying your rules. Look to neighbor and say, Pastor's trying to help you. Our lives are to reflect God's glory. Our lives are not to reflect our own personal desires. Please write this down. I'm very serious. What am I reflecting? Am I reflecting everything I want to do? Everything I want to say? I told you last week, everything I want to eat? God is watching us, and I want the church to understand this. I want everyone watching this broadcast to understand this. God is always watching us, but not only is God watching you, the world is watching you. 
And they're watching to see whose characteristics are you going to display. Here in our text, look at your Bible, in the 17th chapter, the purpose of giving glory to the disciples and to the future believer is only to promote unity, not to raise money, not to have a carnival, but to promote unity. Because when there's unity in the church, there's nothing the church cannot accomplish. What you talking about, Willis? 11 years ago, everyone watching this broadcast, this is a true story, man. 11 years ago, our church has had such unity with the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. For 11 years, we have zero debt. I, I'm not bragging on us. I'm bragging on God. Do you know how many businesses closed? Do you know how many churches closed that did not open, yet God thought enough to leave Emmanuel? And this month, the beacon on the hill the BCI church, we're going to be celebrating, not ourselves, but celebrating 101 years of God shining his grace and his glory. That's how we're standing, his glory. Say, I have God's glory. When you have God's glory, you have an unbreakable spiritual bond. Maturing Christians, we must continue to shine our lights for the world to see. We want the world to know there's something different about us. Jesus speaks of this glory and this honor, and Jesus says, Father, I want them to have it. I want the believer, I want them to have glory and honor. Listen to pastor, if nobody wants to honor you, God has already honored you. Why do you think so many wonderful things have been coming your way like a flood? Because God has allowed his glory and his honor to be upon you. All of us are called to strive to live a life that is pleasing and acceptable unto our Heavenly Father. It is so remarkable when we see believers stand up because you don't see believers stand up. How do you see believers stand up? If you're out in public, it's remarkable when you see someone bow their head before they eat. Because in today's society, you're not supposed to do that. You're supposed to hurry up. What you gonna hurry up for? First of all, you don't know what you're eating. Yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm eating a turkey hot dog. You don't know if you're eating cat. No, but it says turkey. Were you in the factory? Did you help package it? 
can't say that. I speak to you each week about fellowship and about having a relationship and about most of all having a supernatural dialogue all day. You don't have to wait till you get on your knees to talk to God. Say amen. You don't have to wait until you get home to talk to Jesus. Thank you, Heavenly Father. You don't have to wait at all to talk to the Holy Spirit. If you know he is amazing, say amen. amen. This is what keeps us in a state of unity when we are one with the Godhead. You cannot live a life of sin and expect to be united with the kingdom. And I know in today's new hip society, you're not supposed to talk about sin, but the Bible makes it clear the wages of sin is death. If you want to live, stop sinning. Let me see something. Sin equals death. Obedience equals life. Which one should I choose? Then why are people choosing death every day? Look at your neighbors. I hope Pastor's not talking about you. Because it's not hard to see with your physical eyes since God has regenerated your physical mind. It's not hard to see who's living here and who's living here. God is calling the church to be the church. God is calling the church to look like the church, act like the church, because in the times we're living in with wars and rumors of wars and all these senseless, ungodly. I went home last Sunday and there were three mass shootings. I told you, church, Things are not going to get better for the world. They're going to get worse for the world. But wrap your hands on yourself. Don't touch nobody else. Wrap yourself up and declare in God's house, I am protected. Some of y'all didn't even, I said wrap yourself up. I'm trying to help you. Say, I am protected. You young people sure need to pray with all the school shootings. And some of y'all old people, stay out of the club. Some of you old folks, stay out of the club. People say, Pastor, I'm just going there to let off some steam. What kind of steam you got inside of you? Yeah, worldly steam. Pastor, you don't understand. I just got this funky feeling I'm trying to shake. I dare you to say Holy Spirit. No, you want to get rid of the funky feeling? <laughs> Holy Spirit, I dare come inside of me. Take over me. See, he's not going to do anything if you don't invite him. Holy Spirit, take over me. I don't want to be mean. Some of y'all, I'm going to stay here every Sunday. Stop being mean. Grumpy. Nasty. Stop it. Some of y'all got a beautiful smile and you forgot how to smile. Put a peppermint in your mouth. Shine that good tooth up. 
and smile because I have God's. Stop focusing on your problems. Why don't you focus on the glory? Pastor, I'm trying, I, I'm trying to get this, this empty feeling out of me. You can't get rid of the empty feeling on your own. Pastor, I'm trying to do all this stuff, trying to keep myself busy. Uh-oh, glasses are coming off. When you find a person that's always doing something, oh, see, some of y'all doing something now. Stop one second and just give me 30 seconds. You find a person that all, that's a busybody, wake him up. A person that's a busybody, that's always jumping from this thing to that thing to this thing to that thing. How many of you know people like that? And, you, and don't never finish nothing? Uh-oh. I'm not going to look at nobody. Look, look up at the windows. A person that's always doing something and that can never sit still, they do that because the enemy has tricked them, telling them you don't have inner peace, but you do. You can do all the stuff you want to do and you can never fill up the space inside of you that was set aside for God. Some people say to me, Pastor, I need to move to New York so I can get away from everybody. You can't run from yourself. Pastor, I need a new environment. I need to go to Texas because that's where it's happening at. God can have it happen wherever you live. The same Holy Spirit that's in Texas is right here in the sanctuary. Say, I have God's glory. Look at your Bible. Jesus prays for unity. He prays for oneness. And this glory, this honor, Jesus invites you today to experience this same transformation. We are united to the world to witness. We're united as Christians to witness to the world and let them know about the kingdom of God. Jesus is praying for believers to be united as a witness. And we're not to be united just to witness to one another. We need to get out and witness to this world and tell them the truth that one day Jesus is coming back again. Please stand to your feet. As we witness, God truly extends his honor upon us. Lift your hands to heaven. As we witness to the world of God's love, of his grace, of his mercy, let us not only witness with our lips, but let us actually extend this love from the glory that Christ has already given us. When we are united in Christ, we're showing others that our lives have been changed. Not changed on the outside. That's temporal. But Christ is changing us. 
on the inside. Jesus prays that we will be united with God the Father. And this is that day where God wants to shine his glory and his honor upon the church like never before. Lift your hands high. When challenges arise in our daily lives, remind your spirit, say it over and over and over and over and over, I have God's glory. I don't have to panic. I have God's glory. I don't hear noise. I don't hear thunder. I have God's glory. As we lift our hands unto God, we're saying we surrender our way and we surrender, Father God, to your way. Thank you for the glory that you released over 2,000 years ago. Thank you that each week you're training us, you're teaching us to complete our mission. And we know that it's possible because we have your glory. Maturing Christians, we trust God today. It doesn't matter what the world says. It only matters what he says. Unity and oneness with the kingdom of Almighty God. Clap your hands. I know you received the word. Listen to Pastor. God has called the church to a higher standard of Christian living. And since you know the truth, you can no longer remain where you used to be. What God is doing, some people have waited centuries to see. And God chose you. Put your hand on yourself and say, God chose me. To everyone watching this broadcast, blessings be upon you. Thank you for tuning in today. Watch how God is going to strengthen that connection. Not just in one area, but in every area of your life. Sister Kim, you already got your hands stretched. God bless you. God keep you. Until we meet again, help me, Emmanuel family. Peace. God bless you for listening to this message. It is our prayer that you receive it in Jesus' name. Emmanuel Church is building, changing, and inspiring lives through the power of Jesus Christ.